You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I'll introduce our first guest here shortly. However, one quick announcement will, in fact, is condolences. I'd like to express condolences to the Scott family on the loss of uh, Brother David Lee Scott. We got the same name. Oh, David was a good guy. Been around the community for years. In fact, uh, Dave passed uh, recently from an illness he had for a few months. Uh, but uh, his services will be today down at uh, the downtown um, mortuary, uh, Palm Mortuary downtown. Mine is slipping more. She keep telling me that I'm old and I need to recognize. But certainly, uh, again, that Scott family has been around our community for many, many years, so I certainly wanted to express condolences to to Derek, David, and the rest of the family. And uh, we're going to miss David. He's, he's uh, as they say, been around the community for a lot of years and knew a lot of folks in the community. So may uh, God be pleased with the work that David did while here on this earth. And um, his family should know that we will always uh, keep David in our hearts. So he'll be talked about a lot. Because between him and Larry Pimp McCullum, them guys will be the noisiest two at the drinking hole. They would be the noisiest, too. You couldn't get a word any edgewise for them, too, but we love both of them. So, uh, once again, to the family, we express condolences. Our um, first guest is a longtime friend, her her husband, and I were colleagues at Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. In fact, just colleagues at uh, the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute down at Dillard University. And as we continue to uh, celebrate and honor uh, Women's History Month, which was last month. Uh, Deborah is a veteran as we have this show, Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. Morning, Deborah. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm doing well. Glad that you accepted uh, this opportunity to come on and, and let's talk about uh, you and what you've done, particularly. Deborah, what, what branch did you serve in and how long? Um, I was in the United States Air Force. I served four years. Four years. So what, what jobs did you hold while, while, while in the military? Uh, while I was in the military, I was services. And what services includes is um, I was in food services on my portion of it. And I was a, a flight kitchen cook and I went out on the missile fields and we fed the uh, captains that were 
working in the missile areas. I was in um, Grand Forks, North Dakota. At that time, it was a fact base. I was told they don't have fact bases anymore. But I was in Grand Forks, North Dakota, very cold uh, place. But I did what I was supposed to do there, and I enjoyed my time while I was in. Oh, great. So did that, the work that you did while in the military, do you feel and how did it, if it did, prepare you for civilian life, in your opinion? Most, yes, most definitely. Um, going in the military itself totally prepared me for civilian life. Um, because at the time when I decided to join, I didn't know which direction to go. And I went there for direction. That was one of my reasons I went there because um, I had not graduated from college and I was looking to travel and see the world. And that's what everybody thinks when they say, oh, I'm going to join the military and travel and see the world. Right. And so <laughs> I got assigned to Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That was your first duty assignment? That was my first duty assignment. <laughs> and so, but um, yeah, I, it definitely prepared me because it taught, taught me discipline and I got a great uh, work ethic and work etiquette from that. And uh, I met my husband and I got a beautiful family. Great, great. So, yeah. Speaking of family, I know you got a couple uh, sons and some grandsons. Speak about them uh, if you would. Sure. I have uh, two sons. I have Brandon Campbell. Uh, and, you know, like you said, we're getting old, so I'm thinking Brandon's 35. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's an attorney. And then I have Avery Campbell, who's 32. And he is a, um, I don't know his exact title, but he's a manager for uh, In a Mountain Health. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. the grandsons. Two of them, two beautiful little grand boys, uh, two in 10 months. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. And those Avery sons, yeah. Yeah, and I know that uh, I've been trying to get you for a while, and you just told me, oh, I can't do Tuesdays. Forget about it because I got, I keep my grandsons. So that's I know it. You. That's their day for them. <laughs> so that's their day. Uh, Deborah, you, uh, you have done work with, uh, what is it, Sierra Snow Gliders? Tell us a little bit about that yeah. work and, and, and what you guys do on the national level as well as local level for for young wannabe skiers in particular. I, I recall you guys helped us out with, with Camp Brotherhood and Camp Sisterhood when we took them up to Mount Charleston, uh, Lee Canyon, brother, because I don't have a clue about no skiing, as you know. And uh, you guys mm-hmm. helped us out tremendously with that. Yeah, so Sierra Snowgliders is the uh, local chapter of the National Brotherhood of Skiers. And the uh, National Brotherhood of Skiers is a uh, black ski organization. And what we're doing is we're reaching out, trying to get a, uh, a black youth into the U.S. Olympics. And so we have a, a Olympic scholarship fund that can be donated to us for the NBS as well. But we introduce our black youth to the sport of skiing. And as you said, we took uh, kids before up skiing and introduced them. And we have um, the club. It's Itself is like I said, it's a national organization, and there's about 50 clubs. So there's clubs in in each state. But if anyone's interested in our local club, once again, it's the Sierra Snowgliders, and we are uh, going to be doing the same thing, Dave. We're going to be taking a, a group of children up when this next ski season starts, 
Um, and so we are looking for uh, people that are interested in helping with the club, interested in getting us some children that uh, would like to ski. Uh, and we are a nonprofit, so we're definitely looking for, uh, you know, people to join with us and help us get uh, these kids interested in the sport of skiing and snowboarding because now we're not uh, just a ski. Uh, actually, we changed our name to uh, National Brotherhood of Snow Sports. Snow sports. That's cool. I mean, you got to change with the times. So Correct. Mm-hmm. how would one go about making contact if they were interested in becoming a member and or suggesting some child, some young person who may be interested in in skiing, the sport of skiing? How would they make that contact? Okay, so we meet every third Thursday. And uh, we meet at uh, Sierra Gold. And I don't have the exact address, but it's on the corner of Smoke Ranch. I can look at it while we're talking, but Smoke Ranch and um, Buffalo. And um, they can also, I'm sorry. Every third Thursday, we meet at that uh, at that location, um, and that is twenty four hundred North Buffalo, and it's at six p.m. They also could um, reach out to our club president, who is Carolyn um, Re- Carolyn Wright. I had to remember because she's uh, so it's Carolyn Haywood Wright. Um. Let me, I can also give Carolyn's information as well, if that's okay. And uh, if anyone is interested in the club, you can reach out to uh, Carolyn, and her number is 702-465-6512. Again, 702-465-6512. Being myself, probably 30 years in the club, that is the club I joined when I started. So they've definitely been around uh, 30 years. The actual National Brotherhood of Skiers just celebrated their 50th in uh, February. And I went to Vail, Colorado, and we celebrated our 50th anniversary. People don't believe that black people ski. And uh, we also inducted our founders into the uh, Ski Olympic Hall of Fame. They, uh, were, and they were the first uh, two black men inducted into that Hall of Fame. And uh, yeah, and we had uh, about 2,500 of us was in Bale in February. A lot great time. Mm-hmm. Of course, used to be members. We are non-skiers, but we went to uh, my godmother's uh, services back in Detroit. I think that was 05, 06, whenever it was. We both got mm-hmm. very sick because we didn't have no goulashes to protect us from the snow because it snowed a lot there. and. Right. After that, Deborah, we didn't want to have nothing to do with no level of snow and definitely wasn't going up to no mountains. So that's why you haven't seen us. But, you know, when you guys put on functions, we do try to attend and support because I think it's I think it's very important that what you guys are doing is similar to what Valley View Golf Club does. We try to ensure that we are finding young black men and women who may be interested in the sport of golf. So the sport of skiing is important. And I think uh and if I could just have a flashback on Camp Brotherhood, we took those young folks up there. The only thing they didn't know how to do was stop. They, I mean, they took on took on skiing like bam, bam. But 
loved it. They loved it, but they had to figure out how to stop. But uh, right. certainly appreciate you, Deborah. Uh, is there any closing remarks you have? Uh, is there any suggestions or thoughts you would have for a young person thinking about the military as a career? Also about uh, anyone thinking about joining your club? Um, Watch the military. I think it's, as I say, it's a, it's a great uh, career starter. And you might even make it a 20-year career, but it's a great career starter. So I don't want to be afraid. Sometimes people have a fear of running the military, but the military is a, it's a great thing. It has all types of jobs there. Whatever job you can think of or dream of on outside, they have it in the military. And they you know, take care of your medical, they take care of your housing. So it's a great career starter. And also for... Um, far as the club, you made a point I want to point out about non-skiing. There is a lot of people that do travel with us on our trips that don't ski. They just they would love to participate and just be around a lot of positive people and have a good time. And we also try to ha- are going to try to have more events that are before ski season. You know, local events we'll try to start having. And we are taking a trip. Unfortunately, it's closed, but we are going to Jamaica. That's some of the things we do. We're going to Jamaica this July uh, from the club. But um, So we will keep you informed on all our activities when we get our uh, calendar of activities together. We'll keep you informed. Okay, great. Because, in fact, uh, I'll invite uh, your president, Miss Carolyn, on sometime in the future because I think what you guys are doing is excellent and to have uh, it well-known throughout the community is a plus. So this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, and just had a dear family friend, Miss Deborah Campbell, on the show today to talk about her military experience as well as being a, a competitive member, a longtime member, 30 years plus with the Sierra Snow Gladys. Thank you, Deborah, so much. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. You know, last week I failed to mention because I try to give him some plug each year, each year, each month as as we do the show. I try to mention him at least, if not all four times that we have the show on Saturday, I try to get him at least twice of that. And that is uh, Mr. Tony Marshall. Tony is our service officer. And Tony is always having meetings where he meet with people individually down at uh, American Legion Post 10 at H and Doolittle. So uh, if you have any thoughts or comments or would like to meet with Tony, please give him a call at 301-537-9465. That's Tony Marshall. He is our service officer. And um, once again, I want to mention that uh, David uh, Scott's services will be today down at uh, Palm Mortuary downtown. With that, I want to introduce our next guest as we continue with uh, honoring and celebrating Women's History Month. Even though it was set for March, we are now into April. And our next guest is Miss Evelyn Cuffey, and uh, she is the mother of a dear friend of our family, Jessica Feaster, and I'd like to introduce her. And she has, uh, she had a special, special career, and I thought it was certainly 
uh, worth our time and effort to to honor her as such uh, in this uh, Women's History Month. She was a stunt woman, believe it or not. Miss Evelyn, how you doing? Fine, thank you. <laughs> good, good. So tell us about wh- where are you actually from? I was born and raised in Mitchell, South Dakota. South, ooh, South Dakota. Them Dakotas, that's cold weather country, ain't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> chilly. It's <laughs> chilly, huh? So uh, brothers and sisters, yes. brothers and sisters? I, I had six brothers. I'm the only girl in the family. Mm. I'm the second from the youngest. You know, that's very interesting that you would take up the career of stunt person and you were the only girl in a, with a family of six brothers. Well, you know, <laughs> when you have brothers, you do everything they do. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's why. So, well, it's not. It's interesting from the standpoint that you know, when you're around boys, and like you say, generally people will do what what the, what the fellows do. So, South Dakota. Mm. Now, yeah. as far as now, you have six brothers. Now, on 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 the side of you, as far as uh, children, how many do you have? I have five. Five boys, girls. Yeah. I had three girls and two boys. Hmm, okay, three girls, two boys. Now, tell me and tell our listening audience versus me, because I've had I've asked you about this before in the past, but certainly I think it'd be interesting for folks to know about the field that you were in for your career. Please tell us a little bit about it. Okay, uh, in. 1967, uh, some friends of mine decided to start a stunt group because they were painting down the white boys to play the black boys and girls in Hollywood. So they the guy said, well, okay, meet, we'll meet at, at the park and start and start it. So I went out there and I was the only girl. <laughs> and so they, we, they started, we started the Black Stuntmen of Hollywood. 67 and uh we we have get gotten we, well there was about 30 boy men <laughs> that were out there and I was the only girl for about 3 weeks and then uh one of the other guys brought his daughter out there, Peaches Jones, and and but she was on young. She wasn't. I think she's about sixteen. And uh, he wouldn't let her join, but she could do. She did a lot of things. You know, she was very athletic. And after that. 
There came Louise Johnson and J.D. Davis. And we were the only three girls out doing stunts for a long time. So they and, actually. Uh, so is there actual training that you guys were doing as as you met, or did it did that come yes, later? We did. We did training. Of, we had training then. Oh, we out at the park and we jump out of trees mm. and. Oh, do horses ride, horseback ride, motorcycles. Mm. Uh, we'd go out to the Joneses because they had a pool and do oil, quick underneath the oil in the pool. And just, we did everything and we, that uh, we needed to do. And uh, we uh finally we uh got into the screen extra guild mm okay so and there's a union that you guys got involved with uh, or association oh, yes. uh-huh. that, that was union and and after we started try we was always trying to get into the movies and when you get into the movies you get into the screen actors guild and then I got into the Screen Actors Guild, and I did what um, that I can think of about twenty-five movies, and I did that from nineteen sixty-seven to nineteen sixty-three. And I decided 70, that I was... 73? You said 60... 1963 to 1993. Oh, 93. Okay. Great. Yes. So you were in there for and, quite, quite a while. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you this, the dreaded question. Did you have any serious injuries during your, your career tenure? I've never had an injury in my career. Oh, my goodness. You were talking about bless because yes. some of that stuff I see people do, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Uh, we had one lady, J.D., uh, she had a terrible, terrible accident with and was in the hospital. Got, oh, she got, she was really hurt. And uh, she's about the only one that I know the you know that uh, of the three girls that had any accident. So, are you aware of any numbers in this field now in terms of blacks being stunt people? Are the has the numbers grown or has it stayed flat? Do you have any idea? Uh, I I don't have you know how many blacks. Stunt women, they are in there now, but they are a few. <laughs> and uh, there's a few more black men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so as you, as, you know, go ahead, Miss Apple. Go ahead. <laughs> we were honored in uh, Washington D.C. 
at the, oh gosh, no, my mind's gone. You say you guys were honored back in D.C.? Yeah. As a group? As a group. Okay. And, uh, well, that's, uh, that's great. So let me ask you this. So as you were coming up, I'm, I'm assuming that even while having a, a lot of brothers, there must have been something that you did athletically that would make you, because I, I just believe that as a stunt person, you would have to have some kind of athletic prowess, I would believe, to, to be functioning in that vein, you would think. Okay. Uh, when I was growing up, I did, uh, in, in junior high, I was a stunt uh, uh, cheerleader. And we were the only black family in the city. And I'm a cheerleader all through high school. I uh, ran track, uh, you know, uh, played a little basketball, and uh, I did everything that everybody did. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if you were kind of like our, our middle daughter, Angel. She played basketball, but I told her she was like the one, go foul him, Angel. <laughs> Angel, that's about, that was about the no, extent of I her career. I was just too short. I, well, Angel, I was just too little. Well, that's that's kind of my point. Angel was short too, yeah. so she go out there and yeah. run up and run people. <laughs> well, but I just make pretty good baskets. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, that, yeah. that is excellent that you uh, operated in that field for a number of years and had no major injuries. No, no, no major yes, injuries at at that particular point in time. That is, that is really something. So. Uh, any advice you would give to a young person who may be interested, male or female, that may be interested in becoming a stunt person? Okay, now I don't know. I did, I don't know where uh, around here, but maybe if they got in touch with you, if they're athletic and they want to, it's you have to have to want to, and you've got to got to do all the training for it. Uh, just. You have to be very agile, and, uh, but there's, there's just keep on it. I want all the young black per- people, boys and girls, to keep going, trying whatever you want to do. You can do it. Excellent. Well, Miss Evelyn, we certainly appreciate your time, and uh, I trust that we'll people will enjoy this conversation because um, you did a great job in terms of letting people know what, what the the job kind of requires in terms of your physical fitness to, uh, to bring something to the table and God bless okay. you. And thank you so thank much for you. coming on the show. Once again, this is veterans affairs plus on 91.5 jazz and more. We'll be on the other side to close things out. Thanks, Miss Evelyn. Once again, thank you all, and thank you, Wes, for again keeping me on track. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. Uh, last week we had Miss Arletha McCoy Stevens on the show, and she failed to give her uh, website and contact information. It's evotravelagent.com, E-V-O-T-R-A-V-E-L. A-G-E-T dot com. 
and uh, she can help you for those who are trying to get some travel laid out. And also, I want to mention again, Tony Marshall, he's our service officer. If you have any issues as it relates to your military service and you need to contact someone, Tony is a great great contact. He meets with folks uh, routinely down at uh, American Legion Post 10. And again, as I close, I want to, again, because David is such a longstanding member of our community. Oh, Tony's number, 301-537-9465. And again, on David Lee Scott, again, longtime member. His services is today down at Palm Mortuary on Main Street at 11 a.m. So once again, thank you so much for uh, listening in to Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More, and we'll talk to you next week. And once again, I want to thank you, Wes. Bye, all. Bye.